pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I pray that you would just uh, be with us, Father, Lord God. Guide us, bless us, Father, and speak through me tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so folks, I'm just, I'm just letting people know. I'm going to be pushing on this about speaking up. You'll find it's helping you. I had a meeting with someone, again, in my case, but... I had a meeting with with, um, with someone yesterday and these people's father, and I've been pushing them to speak up. We met up in web services on the way to uh, to Worcester, and I kept telling them, "No, it's okay. Um, there's been a divorce. They're just kind of reintegrating back into the family. Push. There's been a lot of anxiety and." about um get really now blending this family and um they uh i've been pushing them to speak and they spoke and i saw and it was see i said see do you, do you see how speaking out i'm gonna be pushing really this is what i do god has called me to be a person who actually pushes, really. And it's okay. I even said to this person's wife, it's okay if you don't like me, you attack me. What I can take it, believe me. But I'm going to push, really. And I could just see the freedom in this play just come out of these. And if I tell you all kinds of emotional dysregulation that's been going on, really this is helping this is helping you speak for god because anytime someone is saying no i don't want to speak i'm nervous the enemy's in that the enemy loves to silence tongues when he says he comes to kill steal and destroy the biggest thing he steals is our testimony is our testimony you i'm telling you listen as someone who had suicidal ideation for a lifetime before I met, met Christ. Anyway, right, you do not know who is in a congregation on this line who might be going off the line and hurting themselves. Really, you don't know. You do not know. Trust me. Okay, so I'm going to push. So I want people to be speaking, just letting you know that is going to be a constant, no exceptions. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, you have to talk. This is not a case of pushing by force. This is a case of pushing by theology, by based on theology, really. And this is, and understand one thing, this pushing that I'm talking about, it's not about me, it's about you. It's not about me, those, those kids that were, were, were set free yesterday, that wasn't about me, I wasn't set free. I'm free. I'm not. I'm. I'm not in bondage to that. But they were set free. So I just want you to understand. This is never about me. It's about. It's about you. When I read this wonderful man of God, Paul, nothing was ever about him. It was about Christ, and who Christ has sent him to. So we're going to go over a scripture. Second Corinthians four, verse. Um. I want to start in verse six. So. I know we went over this. I want to go over it again in a different way. For God who said light shall shine out of darkness 
is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. You know what God is doing with our hearts? What Paul, Paul is doing here, he is really throwing the creation story in here. Why don't you understand, right? What is going on? There's, there's a work of recreation, right? Why is this important? For you to truly understand that you have that dominion back regardless of how it looks and so look what look what in verse uh genesis 1 verse 3 then god said let there be light and there was light god saw that the light was good god, so we're talking about the expanse now the world god said let there be light and there was light now god is saying in our hearts for god was said light shall shine out of darkness that was the genesis story that we just read he's now shone in our hearts as given the light of the knowledge of the glory of the of god in the face of christ what does that mean what that means then is yes there's sin in the world and we still have a sinful nature but you have been recreated really you have to understand that if you have if you have regardless of what you have done in your past life this is a new life it's not you anymore you could have been out there you know firebombing churches that it's not you anymore you could have been you know i know i mean joseph mengele Joseph Mengele was an evil, evil man. That's not you anymore. Really, you have to understand. So here's where you are to have faith now, right? Because I know thoughts come to us. No, that is you, whatever we've done in the past. Not, no, it's not. Here's what you to, to have faith in. People put their faith in the life that they've already lived is where you two have faith is in the life that you're about to live you see that see the difference see the difference how people keep going back to the life that they've already lived right you are to have faith in the life that you are about to live if paul had kept his faith in being Saul, and this is why God gives him a new name. In Saul, right, he never would have moved from that place. If Peter would have kept his faith in denying Christ, that's what guilt is, really. Keeping your faith stuck in the wrongs that you've done. Really, that's what it is. That is what guilt is and what freedom is is now putting your faith in the potential right that you can do. You see that? It's very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. Because there are so many of us who are stuck in these traffic jams of life. Really stuck, really stuck. We haven't been able to really 
get going on the freeway of this new life because we're still stuck in the old one. And that's why it's important to understand that when look verse seven, we understand that we, what we have, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves, right? So that the surpassing greatness will be of God and not from ourselves. So we understand clearly, here's what I'm saying, is you are not to put your faith in the life that you live. You have to put your faith now in the life that you can live in Christ. Yeah. And understand one thing, that doesn't mean, oh, you've just got saved today. No, but it means that you are getting more realization today. Because even though, <clears throat> even though you had Christ years ago and you are still living a sinful life, many people didn't know what they had. Many people did not know what they had. I watched this, and I'm telling you something, folks. I'm, I'm recommending watch this movie. It was called The Glass Castle. My word, my word, the true story of Jeanette Walls, right? She writes for the New Yorker. Let me say, this functionality in every, you're going to relate to it. That guy, Woody Allison, he is a genius. He played a father in this, right? She was told at the end, they were living, living, squatting in houses. The father, Woody Allison, was an alcoholic. So brilliant, my word. But squatting, living in all of these houses. And he tells her at the end that they had a, uh, uh, and many times they weren't able to eat. And they had a million dollar inheritance. And he said, well, I didn't want you to take a handout. I, I, really, I mean, it's, I don't want to talk to you. I, you just watch this movie. It is brilliant, really, brilliant, brilliant movie. Clean. It's just a great story. Nothing wrong with watching. I will point them out in seminary. They would say, "Watch this. What it does, it gives you an illustration, right?" The movies I'm giving you, I tell you to what, believe me, you'll get something out of it. In fact, you'll have relatability to your life. Her, her father, Woody Allison, he could be the, the guy who, the most loveliest father ever, and then he could be the most, the cruelest father ever. And in between that, there was the fact he was an alcoholic, really. Anyone who says to me, my father was just loving all the time, was, you're delusional, no. You know, these are stories of real people. But the point is, she didn't know what she had. We don't know what we have. We don't know. Hopefully, what this is doing, this message tonight, is just giving you more realization to know what you have. Just giving you more realization to know what you have, to understand you have this treasure it's very difficult to almost to get saved and say i'm just gonna live a brand new life tomorrow we were made to live by habit we were made for that you know how many of you have moved house and 
the first day of driving to your new house, you've accidentally driven to the old house or at least gone on that way because it's conditioned. It's habit. We're creatures of habit, right? Once you understand what you are fighting against, what you are fighting against is the old creation. That's what you are fighting against. You are the new creation. It's the new creation that gets you to live in victory. But the old creation, living by that, is more convenient. So it's easy, right, to revert back to. This is what you have to understand, right? You got this yin-yang thing going on, right? And I mean that in terms of a practical illustration, not in terms of ideology, folks, okay? <laughs> right? So, so, but you do, you have this ping-pong thing going on, right? It's very, very difficult to say brand new because you have more, even though it hasn't worked for you, you have more faith in the old than the new. And that is the trick to put more faith in the new than the old. Clearly, when you're getting to know someone, right, you don't have as much faith in a new friend as you do in an old friend, right? You don't. People say, oh, I've known that person from high school, blah, 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 that kind of, of stuff. But is what we have to do in Christ. We have to reverse it. We have to take our faith away from the old to and put it in the new. The biggest cause of intrusive thoughts is if you are living based on past experience. If I was living now based on my past experience, my word, right? Intrusive thoughts were like those bullets going into Bonnie and Clyde's car. Really, boom, 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 all over the place. I had racing, racing thoughts. Really, racing, racing thoughts. I used to even almost think that suicide was a way of peace. So we have to understand, right, that it's the new creation. We are recreated. You know, easy to revert back. You have to catch yourself because what you've got to do is you have to move forward. We have to undo the old and get into the new because in fairness, here's the thing. When we stand before God, he is not going to see the old. That, that, he is not going to see the old. It's the new. If you have Christ, he is not going to see the old. It's the new. So neither should we. You, you're still identifying yourself by the old stuff. Paul only used his old as a reference point. When he was giving out testimony, I used to be this. I used to be, but I considered it all trash now for gaining Christ. Paul would never brag in his old life. Oh, I was a great Pharisee. We never do that. No, it's in the new. If you are bright in the old, you know what you got? You got the old and the new in conflict. You're a double-minded man. Really, you've got internal conflict. We want it to be the one takes over. The flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. But in that war, the spirit should always win. 
the spirit should always win. So what we have to do is the takeaway for tonight. The, your face should be in the new, not in the old. So your face should be in today and tomorrow and not in yesterday. Not in yesterday. Your car should be in drive, not in reverse. I know I'd get stopped if I was in reverse on I-95. Really, I know I would, I would get stopped in a heartbeat. You know, Sandy knows I would, I would get stuck in a heartbeat. Driving through Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and, and in a heartbeat. In fact, even if the state isn't see me, in fact, people would just call the cop. You know, there's someone that needs to be stopped. Really. But you think about it, we should get stopped, then we should stop ourselves if we are living in reverse, right? If we are living in reverse, it really is about getting rid of the old. You know, you didn't, don't hear anything about Peter talking about uh, the denial of Christ. It's almost like he did it and it's not mentioned anymore. Someone would almost think something like that that is kind of so humongous, right? I mean, we are these little crimson courts running out on each other and they're not able to live it down. You imagine not even running out uh, here, but really totally lying against, you know, the one who authored truth. I mean, that's humongous and it's not spoken again. What I'm saying is that God forgets. Why can't we? In fact, Scripture says that our sin is in God's sea of forgetfulness. Now, we all know God doesn't have dementia or Alzheimer's, folks. We all know that. He chooses to forget. Why does he? He doesn't want to define us by the old. Neither should we. Neither should we. If you are not living in yesterday, right, you will not be plagued by yesterday's thoughts. I never think those thoughts that I used to think before. And when I was thinking that, I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would be free of that. Yeah, I, I, in my mind, how could I? I I've lived that life. I, I, mean, I can't get away from myself. Really, doesn't matter where you, you go to geographically, that you're always with yourself. So really, but it was putting my faith in today and tomorrow, knowing that I could live brand new, that got rid of all of that stuff, really. For it got rid of all the intrusive thoughts. And, and I had so many intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts. There was really no difference between intrusive thoughts and guests and invited thoughts with, with me, really. There was no difference. I had squatters, like this family in this, uh, uh, the glass castle. I had squatters, really. And many of us have squatters in our mind. Intruders, to the point they've been there so long, right? Really, there is almost no difference between the thoughts we want 
and the thoughts that we don't want. We just learn to live with them. We don't have to. Here's what you should not say. I do not have to take the person of today into tomorrow. Really. God has given us the power to do that. I do not have to take that person into tomorrow. Ask God. We have not because we ask not. Ask God. Lord God, let me change every day. Lord God, give me, let me change. We have not because we ask not. Some people think, even as Christians, oh, that's just me. That's who I'll be. That, if you are saying that, you are living in such defeat. No, it's not you. The old you has died. You, know, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. New has come. Let's do some prayer uh, um, points. Father, Lord God, give me the grace to be brand new, to be new, Lord God, to be different now than the person I was at 7 p.m. tonight, Lord God. Give me the grace, Lord God. Let I submit, Lord God, to your transforming power. Lord, if I've resisted you, I'm going to do a multi-tiered prayer here. If I have resisted you, Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, to submit, Lord God. If I have pushed you out, Lord God, give me the grace to let you back in, Lord God. Wherever I have not been willing, give me the grace, the will to become willing. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, Lord God, where I have pushed you out, Father, Lord God, Jesus Christ, give me the grace, Lord God, to let you back in. Where I have resisted you, Father, Lord God, give me the grace to submit to you, Father, Lord God, Jesus Christ. Give me the grace, Lord God, to be led by you, Father, Lord God. Give me the grace. Give me the grace, the will to become willing. Father, Lord God, Jesus Christ, give me the grace to submit to your transforming power, Lord God, to make me a different person tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. Father, Lord God, I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to let go of all sin, of, of, of all shame and, and guilt, Lord God. Because many people just live with it. Just live with it. That's my identity. No, no. Give me the grace to let go of all shame and guilt. You know, I know that Paul had some shame and guilt. At some time, and the Lord took it away. When he said that, I am the least of the apostles, unworthy. In fact, in some translations, he say, and not fit to even be called an apostle because I persecute the church of Christ. Once you realize the truth, there has to be, the enemy has to use shame and guilt there, but there has to also be some soul work now to turn that shame 
and guilt that will keep you back into the fuel necessary to propel you forward, right? And so wherever there's shame and guilt, that needs to be let go of, right? And, and that needs to be, which God does, change into the testimony to propel your life forward. Let's pray on that. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name that wherever, Lord God, there's shame on guilt, Lord God. I'm asking that you, Lord God, give me the fuel, Lord God, the transforming, your in, internal transforming power, Lord God, to transform that into something, a testimony that propels me forward, transform it into strength, Lord God, transform it, Lord God, into just resolute grit, that, that moves me forward, Lord God. I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Karen called, Father Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving me, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.